Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Agorcom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about big recent news. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, that's going to be everybody uh, at Datametrics, the shareholders there. We're happy to have you with us. Glad you're watching this. This is the first of many, and you can expect great interviews, very dynamic. No softball here. We're really digging deep. And you should also know that if you can't watch these videos, uh, get to Agorcom on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcaster because you can always listen to these if you don't have time to watch in your car while you're in your waiting room or wherever you might be. Uh, with us today, for everyone on Agoracom, Agoracom members are going to love the company we're having on. Uh, we've got Marshall Gunter, CEO, Jeff Stevens, president of Datametrics AI. Uh, they trade on the Venture Exchange under DM, uh, on Frankfurt under D4G, and in the U.S. under DTMXF. And for if you've been following Agoracom, you know what I've been saying about artificial intelligence. It's going to be one of the big five, six busting out industries in the next 10 years. And data metrics is actually delivering more than just lip service. They report a record quarter, $1.6 million in revenue. That just came out. That's what we're talking about. Uh, contracts with the Department of Defense, multi-phase. That's almost a million dollar contact contract. Uh, two other contracts with Green Sites and Latte, million dollar contracts. They participated in NATO Research Task Group, uh, and that was, the, well, that was featured on CTV News. So they're hitting it out of the park, and we're here to talk about their third quarter and what they're doing. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks Glad very much, George. Here. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, we're happy to have you guys, uh, and you guys decide who's going to be taking which questions. But the first question I want to ask you guys before we even get, you know, dive down to the into the financials is, Look, there are a lot of Me Too AI companies out there. We know that. Some are trying, some are pretending. You guys are not just trying, you're executing, you're hitting out of the park. What is it that makes you guys different without getting too deep in the technology? How is it you guys are able to secure such big contracts with big, big customers? Sure. So the biggest thing that we do that most that others do not is um, we're not just – a monitoring tool. So uh, the Nexus security product that we put out, you know, does a lot of deep dive through unstructured text, such as social media or even, you know, regular media, um, email, anything like that, any type of unstructured text. And almost all of the, the pieces around this are monitoring tools. So, or they're search tools. So you, you kind of know what you're looking for. We're not that we're a discovery engine. And so what does that mean? It means we're going to show you the things that you don't know that are there. So, you know, in regards to like the defense stuff and the defense works, you know, Donald Rumsfeld in the United States had a saying, he talked about the unknown unknowns. Well, we take those unknown unknowns and we turn them into known knowns. So you may not know exactly what you're looking for, but we're going to find it anyway. 
Yeah, that sounds like artificial intelligence utopia there. And normally I'd say, man, that sounds like a lot of, you know, corporate speak, but there's no doubting the fact that you've got governments and big, big companies that are, that are signing up with you. So, you know, that's, that's, that's as real as it gets. Yeah, George, uh, Jeff, if, if I could just add in there, sorry sure. to jump on you, but uh, I think one of the things that differentiates us as well is, you know, we have uh, we have secret status with the Canadian military. This is military grade technology. Uh, the company's been around for nine, nine, ten years. Uh, we acquired it two and a half, three years ago, and and it's really been taking what what Nexology had built and then bringing Marshall on board and and really streamlining this technology and focusing on on our core competencies, which is that discovery uh, of, of the unknown and then taking it from there. So I guess when you look at other AI companies, there's AI is the future, nobody's doubting that. Um, but a lot of them are ideas and, and they're gonna solve a great problem. Um, whereas we've actually, we've built the tech, we have that product in and we're working with, you know, government of Canada, which is one of the, you know, you won't find a better client in Canada, so. And, and I love what Marshall said. Uh, there are a lot of, there are a lot of monitoring tools out there, you know, monitoring social media to see what people are saying about Agoracom. Those are a dime a dozen, but you guys go so much further. What's being said? How's it being said? Is it, is it being, is it being manipulated? Is it coming from a few sources that are pretending to be many sources? And obviously that's incredibly valuable because you guys put out that report that was featured on CTV news that demonstrated that there were definitely attempts to manipulate the federal election in, in Canada. So I love that. And that way everyone at home should understand, you know, that's just scratching the surface about where, where you guys are going. Let me ask you a question about, uh, Jeff, maybe this is for you. Last quarter, you just announced that. Your revenue for the quarter was up 186% uh, versus the nine-month revenue that was up 37%. So should we look at that as you're actually accelerating now because you have Q3 is, is or is, is a start of an acceleration phase or is that just you know one great quarter and you're gonna have other good quarters but is one great quarter where uh you just happen to get a lot of a, a lot of contracts signed that same quarter no i would i would look at it as uh that's the result of a year year and a half of of selling so you know a lot of the a lot of the revenue came out of korea in, in addition to what we've been doing with uh, drdc and and the canadian government and, uh, you know, th those are long sales cycles where relationship building. Um, we talked earlier, George, about one of those companies called Latte. And uh, they're a multinational conglomerate. And, uh, you know, the idea there is they have 70 different divisions underneath them. And we've always said is we want to do land and expand. So you get in with one division, you show right. that you're a trusted solution provider, and then you expand to other divisions. And that's successfully happening now. So we've, we've continued to uh, add on to our contract and our revenue with, with Latte. So what's nice about it is we don't have all our eggs in one basket. We're not just you know, a Canadian government uh, client. Uh, you know, we have other clients that are supporting that. And uh, you know, Marshall will dig deeper into it as we get into this, I'm sure. But we're really looking to expand that into, uh, into other nations as well. Yep, and I got to tell you, uh, you guys are new to Gorecom. All the data metrics investors are new to Gorecom. But one thing I've always said is that it's not enough for a president and CEO to be optimistic about their technology. You've got to have third-party validation. You not only have third-party validation because you've got customers spending a lot of money and, and, and actually paying for your product, but now you've got customers repeat. you got repeat customers. Uh, exactly. So that's a, that's a fantastic sign. Let me ask you guys. How are your customers finding you? Because you know you're this small Canadian company, 
and you've got Department of Defense, you've got these international conglomerates. How are they finding you guys? Are you guys just doing general cold call marketing or is there, or is it, or is just the reputation getting out there or is it a combination of all of the above? I'll let Marshall talk about the Canadian side and, and I'll give you some, some uh, sort of insight on how we're doing that overseas. Uh, we, we have an office set up in Seoul, Korea and uh, our team over there has done a fantastic job learning the technology and then being able to sell it. And uh, it's very relationship based. But again, once you, once you get into one of these companies, you sort of expand it within divisions of those companies. So uh, we've had great success uh, to date with that and, and complementing what Marshall and the team are doing here in Canada and North America specifically. But Marshall, maybe you can get into that a bit. Sure. So on the government side of things, we are, well, up until this year, we've just been a small business bidding on what's called RFPs or requests for proposals. And that's uh, how we got most of our contracts. Now, <clears throat> with this last year and a half work that we've been doing with uh, the DRDC and NATO, we have now been moved into a larger bracket called ITB. And what this does on the allows us to participate um, with the really large corporations. So you have to qualify to get into this program. So we're now qualified in. Uh, and so how it works is when a large bid goes out from the Canadian government to a multinational corporation. So think um, the Lockheed Martins of the world, uh, Boeing, these type of people, uh, a certain percentage of that 15 to 20% has to go back into the uh, Canadian SMB market. So we're now an official vendor in there too. So we are in talks. We've been in talks with uh, Lockheed Martin uh, with the, the Naval division. We are also uh, in talks with MDA for the um, Lunar Gateway as part of that bidding. So that's um, how we have been moving out in the Canadian market. Now, one key thing here on <clears throat> that I want to mention is we now have the ability to move into other markets. And so this has been um, something we've wanted to do for a long time and have been incapable of doing up until recently. So we now have a version of the product that can run anywhere you can run um, containers. So that's a technical term, but basically it allows you to run on anything from a laptop all the way up to like say Amazon's cloud or Microsoft's cloud or your own servers. So this solved a huge problem for us. Uh, that problem was data locality. So when you're dealing with government entities or even you know in, um, in the private sector, people don't want to give their data up in a lot of cases. You know, it is private. They can't, in right. some cases it's protected by law. Uh, so like if we wanted to approach, say, the U.S. government, um, their first question is, well, can I put it on my own metal? And up until recently, the answer was no. Well, now the answer is yes. And so because of this, um, we have partnered with uh, Carnegie Mellon uh, University, sure. and we're working with a lady down there named Kathleen Kennedy. And so she has been able to get us inroads into the United States. We have our first contract with the United States Air Force um, that is done. Uh, and just yesterday, we went to Washington, D.C., and we gave a presentation at what's called uh, GEC. Uh, this is a, basically a meeting of a lot of the alphabet agencies in the United States. Um, so we have reached at least 20 of them now, and we'll be following up with that shortly. Additionally, uh, we participate in NATO working groups. So, and this has led us to, um, in January, 
we have been invited to go present to the United States Air Force Information Directorate, which is in Rome, New York. Unbelievable. And that is a north of a $2 billion operation. Uh, so this is how we basically have been opening the doors. So we started small with Canada and the DRDC. Then we got roped into the NATO forces. And as we are working more and more with uh, the NATO forces and we solved our data locality problem, we we're able to move into new markets. And Additionally, we're working with a group um, called One Nine, which uh, I'll let Jeff do the background of One Nine. But what One Nine has allowed us to do is get um, a lot of inroads and demos and a few other things that we started on last month in the Middle East region. Uh, there is a large, large cybersecurity hole in that area of the world, and we're looking to jump in and start filling it. Two things yeah. for everyone at home, alphabet, alphabet companies mean for everyone at home, DOD, Department of Defense, yes. DOE, Department of Energy, so everyone knows what the alphabet companies mean, because they mean, or the alphabet department, sorry, might, might mean. Uh, the other thing I want to ask you, Marshall, is you said something really interesting, and I love this because I think it's your moat, which is you can't even get into – with these governments, you can't even get into the RFP. You can't even bid on these things unless you're approved. Uh, I've got to imagine that the number of approved companies that can do what data metrics can do is probably pretty small. Yeah, it's not. But being in it, there means you've got a really defensible moat now. That's correct. Uh, you know, we are already approved with, uh, with the Canadian government. We're in the process of approval with uh, the United States government. That's what a lot of these meetings are about, in addition to um, selling the product. So as soon as we get on the U.S. vendor list, then we move in there. And what it does is it allows you to move with more agility. So if you're on the pre-approved list, you don't have to go through the vetting process. And a lot of the procurement that's done through, you know, the public sector, I mean, it really gets slowed down because of those uh, vetting processes. Sometimes sure. they take over a year, you know. The, the U.S., for instance, State Department is not just going to go stick its information in any old system before they vet it. And, uh, you know, this is sensitive data, sensitive information. They want to know exactly how it's going to be handled. Is it safe? Is it secure, et cetera. But once we're approved on those vendors lists, that process is short circuited. And, and Marshall, can I assume, or Jeff, you guys can answer this because th this is really important. I, I really want to get this out to everybody. Can I assume that that vetting process is, is extremely rigorous, extremely <laughs> tough, yeah, it's uh, so uh, getting through that on its own is almost validation that, okay, these guys have technology that work, it's trusted, the corporation is trusted, because I'm assuming you guys probably all have to go through some kind of um, background tests to make sure you're not operatives or bad guys. So uh, getting through that process with the Canadian government is big, getting through with the American government, probably even bigger if and when you guys get there. Yeah, we, uh, just to give you an idea, um, the, the company and the employees all have to have security background checks in Canada. Right. That's so, what I figured. You know, secret level clearance. And uh, we don't have that requirement with the United States because it's already taken care of by the Canadian government. Uh, as far as the approved vendors list with the U.S. government, uh, the process is now in its 14th month. And so we just got through the GEC presentations. And so I'm hoping we're getting towards the end of it. But yeah, it, it takes a very long time. Hey, yeah, Jeff, you can talk about 1-9. Uh, yeah, I was just going to uh, circle back to that. Yeah, let's um, circle back to that, how they're helping you find new customers and how important they are to you. 
Yeah, so this was this was one of those unique opportunities where we actually pitched One Nine on investing in the company because they're they're an investment company focused on technology that can uh, benefit in the military. Uh, the company was founded by a, ben a gentleman named Glenn Cowan, and uh, Glenn was a retired major from the Canadian Special Forces, and he worked on on many of those uh, on on the ground in the field. And when he retired, he saw a huge opportunity where the military acts as an incubator for tech. And so he wanted to use his contacts in the investment world and go into, into that and find technology that he could then take and introduce to the military. Uh, so we pitched them on what our tech is. And uh, he, he very quickly went from being interested as an investor to saying, hey, I, I actually know where we can sell this. Um, you know, if you can tell, if you can tell the, the Canadian Armed Forces that you can save soldiers' lives using this technology, then they're going to be very interested. And, uh, you know, the fact that Marshall and the team have done such a great job to date, opening up doors, just, just going through those channels uh, on their own and, and bidding on RFPs and working with DRDC. Um, Glenn was super impressed because the, the military is kind of a, a fraternity, if you will. And if you don't know the handshake or you don't know what doors to knock on, you, you don't even know they exist. Yeah. So our, our, our hope and, and what we're trying to accomplish working with One Nine is, is having uh, Glenn and his team uh, knock on the right doors and be the introducing party for us to to get those contracts. So that's that's a huge opportunity for us. Guys, um, what a great turnaround in two thousand in two thousand nineteen, right? Uh, and here you are ending off the year with record record quarterly revenues. What does twenty twenty start to look like? I'm not talking from a numbers point of view, but realistically, what are some of the what are the goals that you guys want to hit? What are some of the milestones you guys are looking to hit? Uh, in order to keep moving the company along. And then the second question I want to ask you is, or maybe let me ask you that first. Let me ask this question first. Um, Devil's advocate. Do you guys have, what's your Achilles heel? You know, how's the competition? Is there, what's the problem? What's the, what's the concern that keeps you guys up at night? Cause every company has it outside of execution. Every company's got it. You know uh, what, what's your Achilles heel? What do you guys worry about? Well, we, we worry about two separate things. I, I worry about the stock side of, of the company and Marshall worries about the operational side. So maybe okay. I'll let Marshall take a stab at that and then I can talk to you on the other. Uh, right now, the, the thing that keeps me up at night is the ability to keep up. Um, you know, we're a small company right now and we're ahead of the game. You know, we are ahead on almost all counts. That being said, the playing field changes very rapidly. Right. We have to work very hard to stay ahead of that curve. Um, and, uh, additionally, it's not just, you know, the space, the tech, the AI, it's the amount of information that's being produced and consumed and the ability for us as a small company to be able to keep up with that type of demand. Uh, now we have an excellent and super intelligent team in place and we've made a lot of strides forward and you're going to hear about in Q1, uh, a great piece of tech that we're putting into the product to start addressing some of this stuff and to, you know, to allow us to remain out front. But that is a constant struggle, and I don't see it going away anytime soon. Yeah, then again, a lot of, uh, and I'm glad you bring that up, because it's important that everyone knows that it's not all just rainbows and roses at the end of the day, and that this is, you know, you, you haven't settled in with a great widget, and that widget's going to sell without any, uh, without, any, without any issues. But that's, the good thing about that, Marshall, is you're not, that's not exclusive to you guys. Almost every software company has to worry about who's coming up behind them and what they're doing next. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad, but I'm glad you pointed that out. 
Jeff, what do you worry about on the, on the market side? Well, yeah. So, you know, obviously uh, we need to perform on, on my side to help Marshall with the technology side and uh, data metrics itself has sort of come through a tough year. Uh, when we initially took the company public, it was a data collection company. And then we entered into the uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency space. And, and uh, we ended up writing down that division, that asset of Roman blockchain. And that put us in the penalty box. The crypto space uh, fell out of favor very quickly. And yeah. as a result of that, uh, despite, you know, I think the baby got thrown out with the bathwater, uh, despite what, what we have with Nexology and all the great strides we were making there, uh, we were sort of considered a, a crypto uh, company. So what we've done in the last year, aside from you know, trying to re restructure and reorganize, and part of that was putting Marshall into the CEO role. He's now CEO of the parent company, not just the subsidiary. Uh, recently, we held our AGM and where we applied for uh, shareholder approval to change the name. So part of this restructure will be changing, changing it from data metrics to Nexology AI. Um, we are no longer a holding company with multiple divisions. Uh, we are now an AI, purely AI focused company. And uh, we wanted to take the confusion out of the marketplace and out of, out of it from industry side as well. When Marshall is talking to clients and then he sends an email, he's talking about Nexology, then he would send an email from Datametrics. So by making it Nexology AI, we're really just rebranding and saying, okay, we're AI, we're 100% we're focused on this. The team has, has done great work operationally. Uh, when Marshall took the CEO role, he uh, drafted a, a press release that talked about all the highlights that the company had accomplished this year, which was a great roadmap of what's been accomplished and also some foresight into what's happening going forward. So really, you know, rebranding, restructuring and, and coming back to the market and saying, yeah, we had a great Q3. Uh, we're turning the corner. We're very optimistic about what's happening for, for next year. And uh, the initiatives that Marshall talked about earlier, I think, are, are, are proof to that, that we've got a lot of great things in the pipeline and uh, we look forward to executing on it and having the confidence back from the investment community. Well, Jeff, look, I got to tell you, you know, look, Agoracom, I'm the founder. I've been doing this for more than 20 years. Um, client or not, I get to choose who we work with. And uh, we just won't work with anybody at the end of the day. And I love what you guys are doing. First of all, I love the space. To me, artificial intelligence, I've banged the table. We're going to be banging harder now. In the next five to 10 years, the, the growth, the crazy amount of opportunity that's going to come out of artificial intelligence is, is, is going to happen in the next five to 10 years. And you guys are already executing. So I, I love what you guys are doing. And hey, let's face it. Sometimes companies have to go through restructuring, right? These kind of things, these kind of things. Slack for, you know, for everyone at home, Slack went public with a, as a, you know, 20, it was a $17 billion valuation. I don't know how many people know this, but Slack originally was a, was a gaming company and they built this little tool, this little management tool, group management tool on the side, uh, just to help them, you know, manage the gaming company. When the gaming company went under and everyone thought that's it, that's the end of the company. One guy in the company said, Hey, we got a pretty cool tool here. And that's what became Slack at the end right. of the day. And, you know, three, four years later, four, you know, four, five, four years later, $17 billion mark cap and they go IPO. I'm not telling them at home, <laughs> telling anyone at home that, you know, Nextology is going to be, that data matrix soon be Nextology is going to be a $17 billion company. But the fact of the matter is pivoting happens. The most important thing is it can't be happening chasing, you know, the next hot thing. And clearly the guys have shown that is artificial intelligence that's being taken seriously by the military and by big corporations. So with that said, 
what does 2020 look like? Getting back to the original question before we got to the risk question, what does 2020 look like if, if everything goes well? Not perfect, but if everything goes well, you know, what does the company look like? And, and uh, I'll let you guys run with that. So I'll, I'll, I'll take sort of the international side of that and leave, uh, leave North America for you. Okay. Uh, I just had a, had a meeting with, uh, with the chairman uh, today before we had our call. And uh, we had a bunch of uh, the team from Korea uh, over to Canada for their budgetary meetings and looking forward for 2020. And, uh, you, know, we, you know, we don't want to put hard numbers out there for people to hold us to, but certainly, um, you know, we're looking to end this year around three, three and a half million and, and sort of a run rate to five. And I would think next year, um, you know, we're hoping to, to be in that five to seven million range um, based on sort of what, what we see in the pipeline, if we're able to execute on that. Uh, and that's just sort of from, from our international business. Uh, Marshall can talk a little more about what we're looking at in Canada and North America. Sure. All right, so uh, I'll address both markets separately. Um, in the Canadian market, there is, uh, there is growing concern within you know, the Canadian government and everything about what is being done in social media in particular. And so we are seeing, um, well, we haven't seen them yet, but we're hearing talks of larger and larger and larger investments in this space. And if that does come to fruition, uh, then we will be well positioned, uh, having been working with them over the past five years on this thing to take some of those large RFPs. Uh, as I said earlier, we just entered the American market. We have our first um, we have our first contract with the U.S. Air Force. The big one with them, though, will come uh, in January through uh, one of the working groups we participate in uh, in research with uh, NATO. Uh, we will be entering and giving uh, demos and stuff to the United States Air Force Information Directorate. And this is a really big deal. And I believe I stated it earlier, but this is over a $2 billion uh, endowment within the U.S. military. So if that's where we're going, um, you know, I think it's only up from there. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I want to thank you for being on today. Uh, you both came on. I uh, love the fact that you answered the questions directly. And, uh, and it looks like there's going to be a lot to look forward to starting in Q1, maybe even before that, but all through 2020. Um, last words to you, Jeff, before we sign on. Uh, what do you want to say to your, uh, to your shareholders and people out there? Yeah, well, first of all, George, thank you very much to you and your team for organizing this and uh, mm -hmm. to our shareholders. And we really appreciate your, uh, your patience as we've worked through this sort of restructuring. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us to introduce you to Marshall. I think this is his first time getting in front of the investment community. So we're proud to, to have Marshall on the team leading it. And uh, we're, we're excited. We haven't, uh, you know, as a management team, we, we haven't given up. We're actually doubling down on, on where we're going with this. We think there's a great opportunity ahead of us. Um, you know, recently the management team took pay cuts to make sure that we have everything in line and we can move everything forward. Um, you know, you don't find teams that do that. Typically they just leave, uh, but we're not leaving because we believe in what we have in front of us. So I would just say, you know, keep your eyes on us. Uh, let us prove to you uh, the value that we're going to create. And, uh, you know, we're really excited. We're really excited for 2020. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate it. Can't wait to have you guys back on because I love AI. I can't tell you. In fact, you know, we're looking to build AI into Agoracom at some time in 2020, just to be able to manage all the conversations even faster than we do them now, you know, manually with some technology. So I love the space. 
Thanks for being on here. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank, you. Thank you. For everyone at home, you've been watching Marshall, Marshall Gunter, CEO, Jeff Stevens, president of Datametrics, the company trades on the Venture Exchange and the stock symbol DM. For our friends in Europe, D4G on Frankfurt. And for our friends in America, DTMXF on the OTCQB. Now you've watched or you've been listening by podcast in your car or somewhere. You've listened to what the guys had to say. Now you got to do more of your due diligence. Start that by going to Agoracom, punching the company's name or stock symbol. Take a look at the information we have here. Even watch this webcast again. I think there's a lot of information in this, a lot of great information and hard to absorb it, all of it, right? Because this is brand new stuff that's happening. Uh, look, let's face it. Fake news isn't just what this company does, but you know, fake news, monitoring, surveillance, trying to find out where it's coming from. That's a brand new industry that never we never even thought would have existed you know, 18 months ago. So if it's a lot to absorb, absorb it again. Then use the link to get right over the company's site. Take a look at more additional information. When you're done that due diligence, when you have questions, here's what we love. The company has a CEO verified discussion forum on Agoracom. That means if you ask a question, when you see management answer it with a check mark beside them, just like Twitter, verified, you know it's them, you know you're getting the answer direct from the company. Utilize that. It's a great tool. And on top of that, when the company is willing to be that accessible, that transparent, it tells you that they're pretty comfortable about where they're going and you should take advantage of that. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time.